although it's the international break, we still have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> the world of sports has been exciting. Nigerian fans are not happy. We have two points from our first six games, six uh, out of six in the qualifiers. We're talking about Jose Pesero and the whole team. France beat somebody 14 0. We'll be touching on it. The Grand Prix happened. Las Vegas Grand Prix will be touching on it. The NBA in in season tournaments will be touching on it. The qualifiers also will be touching on it. And then we'll also be touching on what happened with everything. So let me start with the lady in the house. What's up? Hi, good evening. I'm good. And the internationals are going on and yeah, well, it's been boring for <laughs> and the Nigeria games I would thought, you know, would probably behind or you know, that they would give us a good performance if they've been really, really um I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's high time Oscar Perry was whatever his name is, it's high time it was sacked because how can we be drawing to what's not Zimbabwe we played today? And then the other time it was Lesotho. Ah, really, really terrible. Especially with the kind of players that we say we we have, you know, especially the ones that are playing in the Premier League. That, I mean, they are big names. We I do not know um, any player from Zimbabwe that is making waves, you know, in any club beat in Spain or or you know in England or even in um, France. I just don't know. Uh, it's it's a really terrible, terrible performance, honestly, so far. And yeah, it's good to be back here once again. Yeah, with uh, with you all. Ramsey. Uh, well, it's good to be back again. Good evening, everyone. Um, what's the weekend like? It's always going to be boring. There's no Premier League football. Nobody likes the international break, of course, except some of the struggling clubs. So we need a breather. Uh, for the Super Eagles, well, we've said this too many times, and we're probably going to say it again. Uh, except that there is um, high-end conspiracy to ensure that Nigeria doesn't qualify for the World Cup in 2026. There is no reason in hell why the imposter in the dugout should have a job by now. Uh, but then, who takes a pay cut uh, to take a foreign job? Like, it's supposed to be an expatriate job. You're supposed to be well-paid, well-remunerated, and uh, you're supposed to live in a glass house, uh, get all compensations, get uh, quality reward for what you do. But this particular fraudster took pay court to, to take the job. So what does that tell you? That tells you that there is more to it. And um, it's really embarrassing. We uh, we forced Lesotho to a 1-1 draw in EU. And then uh, today again, we forced Zimbabwe to a 1-0 draw in Harare. So it is what it is. I'm, I'm braced up already because you're going to hear some excuses. And then even if they fire the guy, who do you expect to take over? Osni Guavoin again. That's how they do it, the cycle. And then flatter, it will flatter to deceive in two games. And uh, um, I can go on and on. Let the show just begin. Hey, what? Uh, well, usually when Ramsey is... Um... In tears, I'm usually happy, but today's an exception. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. The next World Cup, we're gonna have um nine um countries from Africa participating, and Nigeria has absolutely no excuse not to be there. Uh, especially uh, the manner with which um we missed out on the Qatar one. 
Uh, I don't know. I think Aguavon was the coach for that one. Uh, when we lost to Ghana 1 0. So it's early days, just two games in. And South Africa is not, you know, one of the African powerhouses. So I guess we'll still catch them. We could we could beat out South Africa home and away and and be fine. So it's not it's not all doom and gloom yet. But of course I think I think the coach should be fired. I mean, there's no two ways to it. Um uh, that being said, um welcome aboard. Okay, um, let me let me quickly let me let me quickly say this my own little rants about this game or these two games before we you know touch on all the other things we want to talk about real quick. First and foremost, I'm upset about it because we we in Nigeria we keep on looking for the worst set of hands to handle affairs, and at the end of the day, when we look at the base of the society to pick out to pick as leaders, at the end of the day, what happens? We get this derelict more rebound performances in all spheres of life. The one thing that Nigerians come together as a people is our football, of course, and our music. You know, that's when you you don't know whether Rema is from X or whether um, whether Ideye or even Oshime is from Y or something. We are connected, you know, through tribes, through everything. We are just, okay, we are Nigerians and they are playing well. Now, fortunately for us, we have... I think this is the best set of attackers we've had in the last maybe 10, 10, 20 years. And then this is what we are producing. Yes, we don't have a midfield. Our defense is, is suspect. Don't we have better goalkeepers? Don't we have better tactics? It's just sad what we continue to do. This guy is worse than all the coaches I've ever seen us have, whether foreign or local coaches. Why can't we go and meet someone like Pizzo Musemani? arguably Africa's best coach right now and give him the money that he requires to do the magic that we need to do. Yeah, he's a South African, so what? But he knows what he's doing. There are so many young African Nigerian coaches too, doing decent things. Why don't we pick up one of them? Why don't we do that? But no, it's to use 7 million naira to buy, uh, to buy um, air fresheners that we can do. So we just keep on getting the, you know, our priority just keep on just being wrong in every every sphere, and then it's affecting our football. The one thing that just somehow gives us joy, and we're messing up. Ramsey. Well, I've, I've, I think I've made myself very clear. Uh, the guy, in all honesty, should not have a job in this part of the world. Uh, we have the quality. See, no disrespect to anyone. There is no way in hell we will not find 11 players that can do the job, even as own base players. So, beat Lesotho. Like we have the we have players that are in the continental championship. We are like I followed the because I'm a very big fan of shooting stars and of course, uh, sporting Lagos. Now I I I've watched some of their games. I see highlights. I have been to the stadium at Onikon uh, to see sporting Lagos. I've seen a couple of home based uh, games. I've seen players that can actually really do the job. But the manager that is coming in all of Europe, spending our, 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 our tax money. So I really do not know. Someone is like I, I don't just want to say things that I I, I really just don't want to say certain things uh, on this pod for please, uh, please, this, please, please say please say. So please the thing say. is, although no, you're not the one, you are not the one that is going to be losing relationships. It is me. So uh, in all honesty, uh, we we live in a country where where 
we just we just do we just do things like like it's no one business and no one is going to get paid for it no one is going to be punished for it rather um how in God's name did this guy even get the job? Okay, all right, let's talk about his CV, shall we? Uh, the longest this guy ever spent on any job was about six months. He was going, he's, he's probably the most nomadic human I know. Uh, he even spent about three hours on a particular job. He, he has been at about 21 different uh, jobs. In how many years? Come on, like how did he get this job in the first place? I was some, in the pressing. That's some neo-warnock behavior. Uh, and then you, like Warnock, at least he spent some, you can even see some workings, at least he survived relegation a couple of times. What exactly has this guy done? So because EBS also means that his money is related to money, or what were they thinking? And then he was fired at some point and he was rehired again and he took pay cuts to take the job. That's a fucking red flag. What are you saying? You are taking a job in another country, in an African country, coming from Europe, and that you had to take pay cuts in a country with the kind of currency that we have. What are you like? Why? And then if you look at the game, I, I, you know, it's supposed to be International Men's Day, but I decided to risk my mental health to see part of their game today. You know, it's not on TV; you have to stream it. And um, I saw the way it was just doing. I think it took out, it took an attacker and brought in Jamilu Collins at some point. Like you're looking for goal, you removed someone and you brought in defender that got booked almost immediately as he came in. Looks like it's it's uh, a match like all this uh, Indonesian match fixing shit because the way the way they were playing and then the one they played at home, oh my goodness against Lesotho, who who, who drops points at home to Lesotho and because it's we are always wired to do this thing such that. Uh, when it's about two games to go, we'll bring out a calculator and start saying that if X, if ABC beats XYZ 2-0 and then <laughs> JMNK is able to beat WW by one goal margin and then we beat um, XXS by a certain margin, then we can qualify. All these permutations, are we not tired? How is it so hard for us to find somebody that can lead this talent that can coach these boys. We have the talents home and abroad. We have them. We have what it takes to actually compete. And then uh, I'm not. Even, I'm not even optimistic of them firing the guy because what's going to happen? Trust me, I can bet anything. I can bet all the fortunes or whatever it is that's going to happen to Manchester United in future. <laughs> and uh, I think it's the emu. They are going to hire Guafon or another of the class of uh, '94. Like we owe them something. They're going to hire one someone like that, flatters to deceive, win two games, and then maybe last game they'll say that the referee cheated us or some something. We're tired of all this cycle. We are tired of it. We are tired of it. Uh, and if they want to close shop, let's them just stop wasting our money saying they are flying to go and discover a player. It is not crude oil. You see them week in, week out. We know the ones that are good and the ones that if you like I saw a starting lineup today. Uh, Boniface was on the bench. Awoni was on the bench. He started Terra Murphy and um, two other farmers. And then he's made <laughs> I think. Uh, and, uh, he started Nathan Teller that doesn't, that, that comes off the bench. Yeah. Debut, yeah. And in a game that you must win, you have players that are playing week in, week out. But you brought somebody that was coming in on in the 89th minute for his club. Like, what is going on? And nobody is going to probably because they are sharing money. I think they are about 
59 villages, people that are sharing from his salary. So it looks like he's working for people the same way all these Luis Diaz and uh, Moises Caicedo work for uh, tons of villages. So I think he's, he's slaving for some people. And those ones, they have to keep him on the job because that is the only reason why that guy still has a job in this country at the moment. We have grassroots coaches that will do better job than what this guy is doing. But again, we live in Nigeria where anything happens. So uh, my mind is focused. I'm not expecting them to qualify for the next World Cup. And I will not be bothering myself again. I know my emotions are going to uh, still push me to ask questions. But when I ask, know that I'm just asking as a patriotic Nigerians. I'm not expecting anything. As long as uh, that fraud star is still in charge. That's it. Well, okay, let's let let let's move to other <laughs> let's move to other countries. Um Egypt won Djibouti 4 0 Um this guy scored four goals. Um Mohamed Salah. I think Mohamed Salah has been the last best player in African player for the last five years. This year I think it's going to be Oshimen that will win the the calf player of the year, but he's been the best player and that's kudos to him. Even Sani scored a couple of goals. Everybody seems to be doing well except Nigeria. We haven't gotten the axe right. Um, let's shift to the funny match that happened yesterday between um in Europe between France and Gibraltar, 14-0. Hey, why? What's what's up? Why why are those people still being put in such tournaments, in such qualifiers? Uh, well, I mean, I, I believe I've said it. Many times on this um, podcast, I, I don't see the I don't see the reason why the likes of Gibraltar end up playing countries like France in in, in qualifiers. I think there should be a, a knockout phase for teams like Gibraltar, where they play teams on their level, and then the winners then go to the the group stages. Anyway, um, I don't. I mean, today is not the day for that. It was a 14-0 win and um the young Zaire got, got got injured unfortunately he's gonna be out for a couple of weeks. Uh I think Mbappe's got the outrage, he's got a got two goals, got a brace. Um I don't know the goals went round. Uh there was absolutely nothing to learn from that game. <laughs> I don't know what lessons to take nothing. from that. Yeah. It's not a benchmark game at all. Exactly. That was this pointless really. <laughs> um, 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 Lisa, Norway doesn't qualify. They are not qualifying for Euro 2024. Next year, Ballon d'Or is going to come around again. Ireland may have won the league, may have won maybe one or two other trophies, scored maybe 60 goals. But he, he's not going to the Euros. Do you think it's going to affect um, um, him winning the Ballon d'Or next year? Um, I really don't think it should. Um, if Ireland is able to, I don't think the Euros. You know, it's not like the World Cup that trumps every other trophy. Um, Euros. I remember even when this guy, even when this guy won the Euros, I did not. He was only nominated. That was in Jorginho. I think it was twenty one. I think it was the COVID year, and then he got shifted. He won. He won the Euros, but he didn't count because because Messi still ended up winning it. So I think that if Ireland is able to, you know, get a couple of individual awards, you know, score goals and make impact, you know, sorry, impact for City and, you know, is able to win like UCL or the Premier League, it would, it should, it should be a determinant for him if he's going to 
um, you know, win the Ballon d'Or. But then I really do not read Ballon d'Or. I say this several times because I remember the year that Messi won it. I think that was the year that the um award was not given to Lewa. I remember Lewa was he scored he scored an, an insane amount of goals. He even won like three um he won the Bundesliga, I think. He won the um Club World Cup, if I if I'm not mistaken. And then he won the um that uh, Bayern DFL Cup, Super Cup or something. And Messi only won the okay, won the Copa America and Copa de Rey. That's like the probably the Carabao Cup when you want to translate it like to the Premier League. I'm not or maybe the FA Cup. FA and Messi Cup. still went on to win it. I okay, FA Cup. I and Messi still went on to win the and knowing that Lewa scored more goals than Messi. So like I said, I do not really um it's not credible to me. It's not credible. And let's not forget the year that um um Schneider, I think Wesley was supposed to win it and he didn't win it after all he did for Netherlands for his country. So I'll have my hand up winning it. We never can tell because it is it is journalists, people, football, you know, ex-footballers or something that still come, they'll come to vote. And then he, they might end up voting Alland. If he's able to at least, you know, do magic and score goals and then win individual awards, like I said earlier. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. Heroes, like I said, it's not really that, um, you know, um, strong. I even feel like the UCL is even you know, he holds more weight than the Euros. I think so. I mean, that's my own opinion. But it's not, I don't think it would derail, um, it should derail Haaland from winning, uh, you know, um, Ballon d'Or if he does win those trophies, like I mentioned. So, that's just it. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Um, well, let's, England won 2-0. Um, Germany is doing their, their rounds. They are hosting the Euros 2024. They lost 3-2 against Turkey. But not such a good result. Um, Ramsey, your boy started as a left back in that game, Kai Havertz. Is 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 that and he scored? And he and scored. scored. Yeah, and he scored. Is, do you think that um, Ateta could use him there? <laughs> he's Ateta's boy, not my boy. I don't know. Gabriel <laughs> Martinelli, I know. Martin Odegaard, I know. Declan Rice, I know. Whoever the fuck that German is. Ask Michael Ateta, I will tell you. He's the one that knows what he saw in him that he went to carry um, money to go and buy him. So he should deal with it. And then the fact that he played left back yesterday should tell you something. Yeah, there is something in him that people see. I don't see it, and I'm not saying they are blind, because they cannot tell me I'm blind too. So I respect what they see in him, that they have to, they must force fit him into the team. And um, if you are at that level, 65 million pounds worth of player and um, you've won the Champions League, you represent the German machine and now they have to, a creative force in the team, they now have to uh, force fit you to left back for you to be able to make the team. That tells you something about that player. And um, yeah, I know that uh, Michael Ateta can be mad sometimes. Uh, at least I've seen him make some funny decisions in the past. He may have gotten away with them because he got results. But at the same time, I am open and praying that he does not fall for that left-back nonsense for that guy. Well, I saw a report today that Yuri Timba is back on grass, which means that comes back sooner than expected. You cannot have Timba on the bench. Even if you are tired of seeing Zinchenko's face or he has gone to grant another podcast interview for Ukraine or what have you, <laughs> uh, is probably falling off and... What are, you have team back column. So 
I do not. I think the best place for Kayavats, I think his best position is actually on the bench. And um, I hope, I hope Ateta sees it soon. And uh, when, see, we all make mistakes. And part of what, part of why people are successful in life is the ability for them to throw their hands in the air when they make mistakes and say, oh, I didn't get that one right. Because when you continue to, uh, when you find yourself in a hole, the first thing they tell you to do is to stop digging. Stop digging. So yeah. you, are, you are feeling cute and then you think you saw something, but it's not working. For how long are you going to wait? So uh, he has to play sometimes because players are injured. I don't think Ateta is playing in his right position anyways. I mean, playing behind the strike cast, that should work. Uh, well, well, that, that makes sense. But for me, I still insist. I'm not a football coach. Um, I'm a bloody experiential guy, a storyteller. I am not a football coach. But I think uh, Kayavat's best position is actually on the bench. Um, I've seen him come off the bench to try to win duels and uh, maybe get one or two yellow cards. Um, and then, yeah, he scored a penalty. And then he assisted a fine goal against uh, Manchester City. Uh, so we have to appreciate Nathan Aki for the deflection, because if not, uh, Ederson was saving that. So uh, back to the player, back to his coach and back to his position. I'm very clear. I'm not sure I'm going to be changing my mind anytime soon. I hope players come back from injury so that uh, we can stop seeing him uh, winning duels or just being, because once you see him in the team, that is Arsenal playing 10 against 11. Um, you did a lot of hard work last season. You don't want to undo it this season because of your personal sentiment. Uh, it has happened with the best of coaches. There are so many times that we were very, very angry with Wenger for playing uh, one guy that bears my name. And then he came good for one season, and then I think he got into his head. He wanted to leave, and then he started paying him. Uh, it has happened with the best of coaches. I don't want to talk about other clubs when they have to uh, play a certain player. Uh, there's one player that they were saying is better than Sakai. He's only scored one goal this season. Um, yes, he can run, he can shoot, but then he's a purple patch player that only comes to All the time that he's scoring those goals, that was Saka. Oh, now that he's not scoring, now Saka is better. You see, yes, guys, these recently players have never been better than Saka. He has never been. It's everybody can. You know the player I'm talking about. So he's your player. You can be. He has never been. Saka is not the best in the world. He's not even there yet. He might I think, get. Them. I think Arsenal fans should be more worried about their goalkeeper than Kayavet. To be honest, which of the goalkeepers now? Uh, again, again. I, that's, I think that's Raya. Raya is. Okay, just, Raya is not well. I'm not sure that's mistakes. the person that we have, but I really will not want to talk about Arsenal's goalkeeper's position because I still <laughs> feel it's on the manager. I feel the manager is feeling that. You know, that is one thing about success, especially success that uh, falls on your lap when you really uh, when you're not prepared for it. Uh, we've had people that have stumbled on success, maybe at work, maybe in lottery. Uh, maybe you have a fine teammate that made you shine and people really aren't seeing the person. Uh, but then Arteta was successful last season. And no matter what you want to say, he was still one of the best last season. And uh, maybe he wasn't prepared for it. Maybe he wasn't ready for it because he's making some silly mistakes that um because everything that you probably want to question Ramsdale for, Ryan has done them and more. In terms of... Uh, yeah, they said he's very good in the air, but we've seen him many times. So as an Arsenal fan, I'm not a fan of Raya. I think he's, I'm not sure he's as good as all the stats that they are throwing around. And I don't want to talk about it's stats. It's an upgrade on Ramsdale. Everybody I knows it's an upgrade on Ramsdale. 
I do not agree with that. But trust me, Raya is not better than Ramsdale for me. All right, all right, all right. Shout out to um yes, that was um that scored two goals against Brazil. And thankfully his father that was kidnapped for a bit was in was in the stands. It was a very surreal moment for everyone involved. Um two one. Brazil is, you know, puffing and puffing in the last couple of games, they've not done so well. Even Argentina lost finally against um Uruguay. And Bielcha, the mad, the mad coach, is doing great things with that team. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that um, qualifiers happen. Um, before let's let's move to, um, I, I want us to touch on what one of a very big event that happened during the week. Everton lost ten points, um, through financial, financial misappropriation, financial fair play, what have you. So, um, of course, they said they were going to appeal, and then we're even hearing that um, Leicester and Burnley and other other teams are still going to press more for charges. So, um, anyway, just give us like a two three minutes expose on what's going on right now with the Everton incident. Okay, so um, uh, a couple of years ago, Everton was taken over by um, Fahad Mashiri. Um, the the rumors back then was that um it was being um heavily backed by a former Arsenal shareholder Usmanov. So yeah, that coincided with the period where everything started, you know, being more competitive in the transfer market, uh, spending you know more, offering more wages to players, you know, in a bid to to start you know making it to Europe. It also led to hiring. More high profile managers like uh Carlo Ancelotti at some point, I think. Uh and I think I think that Rafa Benitez too at some point. So anyway, it uh eventually came unstuck. Uh according to the uh, to the FA, uh Everton have run up losses of more than a hundred and five million pounds, which they are allowed to for three consecutive seasons. Um and that has led to uh, a ban right now. I'm sorry, a yeah, a punishment of a ten point deduction that has dropped them to nineteenth on the table. But luckily for them, two points off the relegation zone. Uh, to make matters worse, they are now open to litigation from teams that that were relegated in the period which they were found guilty of, you know, uh, financial fair play. Um, uh, teams like Leicester City, Leeds United, Southampton, and I think there's another team. Can't remember the four teams actually. Uh, Everton believed that a number of mitigating factors, which they explained to the commission, that uh, found them guilty. One important issue Everton faced was having to having to pull out of a lucrative naming rights deal for their new stadium. Uh. With uh, Alicia Usmanov's holding company, uh, which is called USM, which was worth two hundred million pounds. So, uh, in in a in Everton at the moment are trying to build a new stadium, right? So they got naming rights for the new stadium, uh, which were signed with a company called USM, owned by uh, Alicia Usmanov, worth two hundred million pounds. But unfortunately, 
after Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, all Russian uh, assets in the UK were frozen. So this 200 million had to go off the books. So what Everton are saying is, look, yes, we have losses on the books, but this is one of the reasons why we have these losses. This 200 million deal that we had already signed with this Russian company, and now we had to take off the books due to the war in Ukraine. That, that left a big hole. Uh, Everton also argued that some of the loans they took were for their new stadium and should not count in the, in the FFP process because infrastructure projects sit outside FFP, uh, which the commission disagreed with. So I believe if they appeal, and if they can take the appeal as far as the Court of Arbitration for Sports, I think they will win based on these two factors. So I, 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 I think we should we shouldn't be too excited yet. Uh, on issues of transfers, they signed some players. Eventually, they couldn't get them off the book. Uh, in a January transfer window, the one that had uh, Sam Allardyce as a coach, they signed Cheng Soon and uh, Theo Walcott for a combined fee of £50 million. Pounds. Uh, two years later, both of those players had to leave on the free. Uh, they signed Jim Rodriguez for free. They put him on high wages. He also had to leave for free. So those are things that left you know negative hits on their on their balance sheet. Um, I think the other question you asked me is what will happen to Man City. Uh, it's safe to say Man City will probably get uh because Man City have about a hundred plus infractions. So yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I don't see. Yeah, so. I mean, if if Everton could get a ten point deduction, which is the heaviest ever, for one, for one, for, one for just practice. one fraction, I mean, it's safe to say, hey, Man City will probably get relegated if they are found guilty. So, <laughs> so we we'll, we'll have to wait to see and how Chelsea that goes. Too. And Chelsea too are in the month. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think Chelsea's own. The I think the reason why Chelsea might get off like lightly is that. Chelsea reported this. It's, I mean, they, they might, maybe they would have found out eventually. I don't yeah, know. The, the, new, the new owners, the new owners. Yeah, the new owners actually reported this. And the new owners set aside a hundred million pounds from their takeover for any fines. Meaning they found this out just before they took over. They reported it. So I don't know if it would be fair to relegate Chelsea. I mean, I I get they might get some point deductions, but I don't think they'll get relegated. Um, so that's that, why. Sorry, sorry. Do you think that that is why? Do you think that that is why they've gone through this route of signing all these fifteen-year-olds, nineteen-year-olds on eight, nine-year deals and not massive, massive wages? Because if they get relegated or something, if they, that's the worst-case scenario, they get relegated. They have enough young players to. Take them back to the Premier League. Maybe they even have um maybe they even have relegation clauses in their contracts. Uh it's possible. I mean, it's possible, but if they if they get relegated, they're gonna lose all those players anyway. So I don't know. I don't I don't think that's a reason to go out and just start buying lots of players. So I I don't know. I mean you can't you can't put you can't put that beyond an American owner, they tend to think weirdly. So I don't know, but 
I mean, if my team is is facing relegation, I don't think I'm going to go out and start buying players for 850 million pounds. <laughs> I don't know because if, I, if my team get really gets relegated, I can't sell them for that amount. So I'm actually digging a bigger financial hole for myself. So I don't think that's what I would do if my team was facing relegation. For City, I think um, I I don't know. I don't know what what City would do. Uh, I know City for sure will take it to uh, the highest level. That is the court for arbitration for sports. And um, uh, we we have to wait and see, really. But I expect City to, with with what we saw happen to everything, I expect City to probably lose a, a couple of their titles or even get relegated. I, I won't be surprised if that happened. Well, okay. Um, um, let me ask you, Lisa, so Radcliffe is ra- wrapping up the 25% shares of um, Blazer shares, which would um, make him in charge of the sporting part of it. You think Blazers are trying to do the whole eat your cake and have it? You're saying, you know what? Um, we've messed up the whole thing about sporting, we've not gotten the sporting director, the coaches, the right players. Yes, we spend the money. Somebody handles it and we still can be making our money. Are you comfortable with this deal as a Man U fan? Well, I mean, if you help United, you know, get a better sporting director, better CEO, better everything, I'm all for it. Because like I heard, um, I heard that, you know, after a while, maybe this um Radcliffe buy him out, buy them out, sorry, you know, slowly. I mean, that's the idea. But if, I mean, I've been seeing the news about how Ito and um, Arnold will probably leave the club. And honestly, those guys, or is, should I say Moto, is not, it's not, it's not good with his, um, you know, he's not a good scout. It doesn't scout well. I mean, so I'm really happy. At least the Glazers will have no business when it comes to the sporting side of United. So it's 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 a it's a good. Thing. So we'll take our wins wherever we can. I'll take it. So now you can fix the roof, right? Well, well, I mean, <laughs> Rafi is saying that he's going to. Invest money, so let's see. See a different United when he takes over, because that's what we're all expecting a different United, a different outlook, different, you know, everything. Let's we're tired of the, you know, the players coming out to say that the it's a coming out to say a lot of things about United, it's not really looking good. So maybe with such, it would look different, and we'll have a different. The club. Oh, um, um, Ramsey, Fabio Quagrella retired today. Um, forty years old. He was a great chukarista, good Italian player. Probably never was as popular as what people, you know, not not everybody knows about him. There was one season he scored twenty six goals, won the highest goal scorer. I can't pronounce the name. It's in Italian. In Syria, very I liked him, solid SS kind of player, you know. 
um, good technical player, good left foot, right foot, not too much pace, not almost like in Del Piero mode. What say you about Fabio and his career? Well, there's nothing to say. He was always in Italy, actually. So, uh, Cogliarella was a fine player. I think he was a Udinese for some time. He was a Juventus, uh, fine points man. Uh, these Italians, they have a way of, uh, they have a longevity. So, uh, it was a striker that he, he had his days, basically. He's not, he doesn't have that flair. He doesn't have that flamboyance. He's, no long, he's not in the news many times, so... It's okay for it's easy for him to just uh, get by without people noticing him. But uh, kudos to him. Uh, before I continue on, Congrel, uh, I was going to ask this man you people one question actually. So that what exactly is this Ratcliffe rat, guy looking for up and down? Can't he use his money to host crusades or feed children that are hungry? Why is he? What is he looking for up and down? Can't he just? Anyways, back to this Italian striker guy. Uh, Good for him. Uh, now he can focus on other things. I don't know if he has coaching interests. Uh, if I was a footballer, I think I really still want to continue in the field. I I wonder how some of them cope that. There's this footballer that uh, left uh, that left football and went to transport business. How? Like, were you just into football for, are you just like, are you, were you in the football just for the money and you don't have interest in the game? You know, of course, I know that everyone can be a coach. Everyone can be uh, going to administration like uh, Van der Sar at Ajax, like Mark Overmans. I think he has been banned for one year for that. Uh, sex capid now, uh, like uh, Edu at Arsenal. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, but you can be a pundit and be saying nonsense on TV, like Michael Michael Owen and uh, what's his other Tim Sherwood. You don't have to. You don't have to even have any footballing sense. You know, you don't even have to be intelligent just to be able to speak English, be able to sign some dots for Sky Sports and uh, what have you. And then you'll be on TV saying blocks and nonsense. So you you can really. You can. I, I was going to quickly touch on something I'm sure you're not going to remember to, to talk about because it hurts me. Each time I think about it, it gives me uh, a bad mood. Like uh, this, uh, is it Uganda now or Kenya? I can't remember his nationality. Uh, one of, I think, or is it Ghanaian? One player that died recently on the pitch. Uh, here's a player okay. that yes, has yes, a yes, 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 horrible yes. uh, medical record and he was supposed to be transferred to so many clubs, but they declined the transfer because of his health status. But this guy kept on going at and then some selfish clubs that, because he was going to accept anything they give to him, uh, they kept taking him on and then uh, he kept falling, he kept uh, he kept falling, he kept standing up. And then, you know, as Africans and I believe in religion, uh, he kept saying that uh, God knows best. If he dies on the pit, that's how God wants it. And uh, I was wondering what the upset. Yeah, I do understand that footballers, they have a lot of people to feed. I understand it. But I remember Fabrice Mwamba of Arsenal and Bolton uh, when he slumped on the field and he was told not to play football again. Uh, this guy is now, uh, I think, an ambassador of one of these football clubs. I'm not sure it's Arsenal. I think it's Bolton. Uh, there's Enoch and Whipple of Brighton, I think is now uh, one of them up there. There are so many footballers that you can, like again, like I said, you do not actually have to play football. There are so many roles you can take up in football. They can give you one academy to money, like Jakusha is doing at Arsenal. They can give you, uh, there's so so many things. I think there was a time they said something was wrong with Benny McCarthy. He's in the backroom staff of Manchester United. He's not, he's, he's, so there are so many things you can do within around, within around the game. You don't have to die like that. It's really sad. But then, of course, greed and uh, ignorance, uh, a lot of illiteracy, uh, 
over reliance on religion, and then uh, I think I, I think it's basically illiteracy. But then uh, that that's just for Cogliarella. Uh, congratulations to him. Is that uh, you can't really call it a stellar uh, career, but he was just there. He scored a lot of goals. I think he built Udinese out a lot of times, many times. I think I'm trying to remember. I want just we want to be sure that it was Udinese. Uh, it was at Juventus at some point. I remember very well about that. Uh, but congratulations to him. And now you can uh, look up, uh, look forward to greater things. I don't know if he's still going to be in the game. I really do not think he's that technical player. But then, of course, uh, Guardiola was not a special footballer. He's a special coach. Mikel um, Arteta was probably just there. Like, just, just, yeah, he's a fine creative mid midfielder. And then when he came to Arsenal, he was, was shoved to the back a little bit. Just average, slightly above average, but look at what he's doing now. And then uh, I saw, I, I didn't sit and explain this, but I saw some passes that he made sometimes that you just want to like, man, how did this farmer ever play football? But look at what he's doing as a coach now. So, and I'm not sure Klopp was great as a footballer too. So he, he probably might be a good coach. So it might not be a function of how well you were as a footballer. But All that's right. it. That's... All right. Thank you very much for that. Um, let's let's um, let's touch another sport. Let's start with the Grand Prix. Ay Ramsey, Las Vegas Grand Prix. What happened today? Uh, okay. Well, uh, for my own boy <laughs> was uh, was on pole as usual and and didn't win again for the sixth time this season. Uh, but he did well in the race. Let's be fair. Uh, at some point he, he fell to third and then he regained the lead on the sixteenth lap. And then he fell back to third, and on the final final lap, in fact, almost the final seconds of the of the race, he he overtook um, Chico to finish second. Uh, I mean, as usual, it was Max Max Verstappen's victory again. He has he has tied Vettel for the number of victories in a Formula One season, and we still have a couple of races to go. Um. And it's the first uh, Las Vegas Grand Prix, so it uh, it was fun. People complained about lots of things. Being the first, uh, Verstappen complained about the atmosphere. He felt it wasn't he wasn't used to that kind of atmosphere. But um, all in all, uh, Mercedes uh, Hamilton finished seventh. Not not a good race for them. Um, well, that's it, really. Nothing nothing more to add. Okay. Ramsey, do you want to chip in? I don't know if I can I can't even find my uh can you hear me? Yes, I yeah. can hear you. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Because oh, I was going to quickly ask uh, you are always own boys, but then I think he clarified at the end. He clarified. So this yeah. is one thing I, I know. This is one thing I continue to ask. Will Mercedes ever get back to this thing? Or does or do they have to drop Hamilton? Uh, or does Hamilton have to accept that it's going to be the second guy? I, I don't know. I, I'm a very big Mercedes guy. And it's hurting me. Yeah, I know we have that period of dominance. Everybody is um, a max guy now. But then I still have that very soft spot for Mercedes and uh, Hamilton in particular. And uh, when I saw the result, like I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting to uh, be up there, but seventh. It's getting worse, race by race. And it doesn't even look like it's going to ever get better. So 
my big question is, does he have to accept that, okay, maybe his partner should now lead or Messi should just drop him altogether? I don't know when his contract is going to uh, expire, but for uh, it's, been, it's, it's been like this since uh, early last year and it doesn't look like anything is going to change. I think last time it was uh, on top of 2021. I think 2020. Yeah, it's looking like that. It's COVID year and then I think maybe early 2021. But since then, it's been like this. It's been wretched. It's been wretched and wretched, and it's just all Red Bull. So please, what is going on? Or is it a, is it an engine thing? Messages has always been the engine guy, but is it is it an engine thing? Is it is it a human resource, or is it something in the? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, and I saw a report of uh, the weather, the atmosphere, but Max still busted. So it's just like uh, what has come in to say that uh, the pitch is this, pitch is that, but those that are going to get the job done, those to get the job done. So yeah, basically that's it. Uh, well, for one, uh, Hamilton is signed to Mercedes till 2025, same as Judge Russell. Baby Jesus. Yeah, so they're <laughs> going to be there <laughs> for two more and years. And he's on £600,000 a week. That I know. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I've never really calculated, but I know he's on, I know he's on 35 million a year, so, uh, he's the most paid. Uh, anyway, so, he's tied to Mercedes for two more years. I think till the next, uh, you know, engine changes and all that, I don't think Mercedes will have the best car. I think the next changes will be in 2026. So, so you strongly believe it's an engine thing, not like the racer? Well, the, 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 the car matters too. I mean, but at the same time, if you remember the... The 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 the, la the last time Hamilton was real competitive when he lost to Verstappen on the last race, he had the better car than than Red Bull, and Red Bull still won. So sometimes if you have a good driver, and the team, uh, come up with a good strategy, they could still make it work. Because right now, Ferrari has a better car than Mercedes, but Mercedes have more points because Mercedes have more experienced drivers, or well, a more experienced driver in Hamilton. And a more experienced team. So, but next year I expect uh, Ferrari to probably do better than Mercedes because they will have that uh, synergy. The fact that they work together for longer, the fact that Leclerc and Sainz are, are going to become more, they're going to be better. They're going to be more experienced. So I expect them to push Mercedes to perhaps Todd next year, next year. So that's that. And about Hamilton retiring. Uh, he could retire, but if you consider the fact that um, there's a driver uh, that is still competing at uh, at forty two, so why is he? <laughs> why is he? And and the driver has been on pole for a couple of times, so I don't I don't know if he needs to retire because Fernando Alonso is forty two, you know, and I think Hamilton is thirty eight, I think thirty eight or thirty nine, so. I think Hamilton can still can finish his contract and then see where he goes. By the time he finishes his contract, I expect that perhaps he will leave Mercedes for another team. And then it's going to be, maybe he's not going to be as competitive, but you never know. You never know, really. You never know. But I expect uh, Max, Max Verstappen to, to dominate the sports for the next three, four years. And drivers like Leclerc, uh, Lando Norris to 
probably push him. Well, let's let's move to quarterbacks quickly in the NFL. Yeah, having a couple of injuries. We've seen um, Deshaun Watson, and we saw also Joe Burrow's season-ending um, injuries. Joe Burrow is injury-prone. What's, what, what, what's going on? Why are they having such injuries? Is it because they are flying around the world or they are playing one extra game? Uh, I think it's just a coincidence. Or they are not playing preseason. Uh, I think, I think it's just a coincidence. Like, like you rightly said, uh, Joe Burrows is quite um, injury prone. So if he's injured for the rest of the season, it's not surprising. Um, um, what's his name? Is Sean Watson? Uh, oh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he, he's not someone very liked. So <laughs> I don't think anyone is really crying a river for for Watson. I, I was going to talk about um. The one on the Jets, uh, that he got injured from the first. Aaron Rodgers, yes. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you consider, yeah, if you consider the fact that Aaron Rodgers is thirty-nine, then you know a thirty-nine-year-old is gonna be more, more injury-prone. So, I think it's just a coincidence. Uh, American football is a very combative contact sport, so injuries are always gonna happen, always. Uh-oh. It's just happening. It's just that you know a particular position is you know getting the bronze this time around. Who who is the MVP this year? Uh, I I I think it's too early to say. I I, I know it's not. It's already gonna, half I, I, season now. We're already half about halfway. <laughs> Uh well um well my my own take is Miles Garrett and um my own take is Miles Garrett then maybe CJ Stroud too I, I think I would say I would say Christian McCaffrey but I, I think I think I think Christian McCaffrey could do it for for the Forty Nine ers yeah I think he could do it this year I I don't Patrick Mahomes I don't I think he's not been as good as he was last year. Yeah, but, but, but like you said, it's still halfway into the season. By the time we get deeper, then maybe things could change. But for now, personally, I think I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. All right. Um. Let's let's wrap up with the in-season tournaments that's been played on Tuesdays and Fridays of the NBA. Yeah, your team is doing well. A couple of even storied franchises are doing well. Um, what's do you like? Do, do you are you comfortable with the tournament so far? Oh well, I mean, like I said, I I don't I don't understand the point behind it because I don't. It just seems awkward, you know. In 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 football, you have the FA Cup. The results in the FA Cup don't influence your league table. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Manchester United. Could, or let, okay, let me say Arsenal could get knocked out of the FA Cup, and they don't they don't lose points on the Premier League table, right? But yeah. in this in-season tournament, if you lose, it, it has an effect on your on your NBA standing. So I I don't I don't see the point of that. 
I don't like the way the surfaces. I try to read it. I try to even understand where they're coming from or what they're trying to do. I feel that I think I read somewhere that they're trying to make people take it seriously or something. Yes, 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 so yes, it's just yes. like you. So, so it's just like you saying that you want people to take the Carlin Cup or the FA Cup seriously. So that way, when you lose, uh, when you crash out, uh, and that means you're probably going to lose one point on Premier League log. It does not make sense. I don't know what advice is. It's your territory. Anyway. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I mean, you just you rightly said so. It makes no sense, but I mean, the, I like the Americans, I, the Americans, they don't they don't see things the way we see things. So I don't I I don't I don't understand it, and then I don't like the floor. I think it's yeah, the floor is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the way it's painted, it's just it's weird. Yeah. That I and <laughs> and then I think Julian Brown almost got injured playing on. On, on the on the surface, no. I, uh, is the surface different, or they just the design is different? Sorry, I think it's different because Jalen Brown said it is uh, it's a bit harder. So I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think it's different. Yeah. So it's just that I don't like it. I'll I'll, I'll be frank. And like I said, the reason I don't like it is because it affects the your NBA standing. So what's the point? I mean, what what's the point? Just but, I mean, like like Ramsey rightly said, imagine losing points for losing in the Carabao Cup in the in the EPL. It's it's just ridiculous. What's the point? If they want to do something like the FA Cup, they can do something like the FA Cup, which is totally different from the league entirely. And then the winners of their uh FA Cup plays the winner of the NBA in the season opener. You know, they could do things like that. That would be more innovative. So I don't know who's giving them advice. Oh, all right. Oh, well, thank you very much, AY. Thank you very much, Ramsey. Um, I hope, thank you very much, Lisa, as well. I hope we'll be able to sleep and wake up to hear the good news that um, Joseph, uh, Joseph Pesero has, has left Nigeria for good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Um, um, This is Between the Lines. I might be your host. Um, till next time. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah.